Welcome in, one and all. We are glad to have you on a Monday, the Bill Michaels Show. Off to a flying start today. Feeling good today? Hopefully you are as well. The weather, oh my goodness. Nice. Approaching the 70-degree mark today. I'm excited. And uh, yesterday, hopefully everybody had a great Easter, and hopefully everybody had a chance to kind of catch uh, some of the, the sports over the weekend. Brewers win two out of three from the Cardinals. The Masters was exciting. And I'll tell you even more the reason why the Masters was exciting coming up here shortly. Uh, in addition to that, you've got the Bucks. Um, it's kind of resting guys down the stretch. Now they wait to see who they're going to be playing. Meanwhile, you've got a lot of controversy down in Dallas for resting uh, Luka and resting uh, Kyrie and basically tanking the end of their season for a higher draft pick. There's a lot of controversy there. You've got teams arguing on the bench over the weekend. You've got uh, baseball off to a flying start. OBJ makes the announcement he is signed with the Baltimore Ravens. Does he know something? I would assume he does. But the rest of us do not. And that would be that Lamar Jackson most likely going to end up back in Baltimore, which really begins to make things interesting and a ripple effect for the New York Jets, for the Indianapolis, excuse me, for the Indianapolis Colts, for the Green Bay Packers. And then came the, oh, by the way, if the deal doesn't get done for Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers is going to show up in Green Bay and he's going to make things awkward. Are we living in this deja vu type of thing going on right now because, man, some people are out of their damn minds. It just it gets weirder and weirder and weirder. But uh, you know what? Uh, the one thing I will say is thank God for all the weirdness because it's great for this business. <laughs> it's, selfishly, it is great for us. Uh, good to have you on board. Ben, did you have a good, uh, good uh, Easter weekend and uh, a good golf weekend, I would assume? I had a great golf weekend. Honestly, yeah. I and I'm not very religious, so this is why. But I, I totally forgot it was a holiday weekend. It's also because my family's <laughs> on the other side of the country. But then, well, how did when we left the show on on Friday, we said have a great Easter weekend. Right, right. I heard it. Is that just like some kind of like white noise that just flies past I mean, you it, or something? It, it went in one ear. It probably quickly went out the other. <laughs> Um, I didn't. Okay. I don't know. But yeah, no, it was awesome. A lot of fun golf watching, fun golf playing. Yeah. Uh, the weather's great. And I, yeah, Saturday sucked because they had to suspend it, the yeah. Masters, for the whole day. But it yep. made Sunday that much better. It was awesome. Sunday waking up, and, I, you know, um, we were out and about on, on Saturday. Saturday, we went to, uh, and I was listening to it because I have the PGA channel uh, for my car. But we were listening to it, and then obviously it got suspended. So I'm like, whew. But we went down to Naperville, Illinois, down to the down near Naperville, Illinois, down to the Chicago Outlet Mall, which is massive, massive. We got uh, some traveling coming up, and uh, Kristen's doing some stuff with her office and wanted to get some new work clothes just because nobody wears work clothes anymore. And we thought, you know what, we'll just take a drive. We'll just go take a drive. The weather was nice. Open up the sunroof a little bit and just drove. Go a couple of hours south down to Illinois. We ended up just kind of walking the mall and everything. And then by the time I climbed back into the car, they said, you know, play had been suspended. And I'm like, yes. Selfishly, yes. So woke up Sunday morning early and just kind of, you know, had the shades pulled. But I could see the light coming through. And I opened one eye and I thought, yeah, I'll catch the morning news. And I turned it on and there's the Masters. And I'm like, oh, what a great way to wake up. What a great way to wake up, to watch Sam Bennett 
John Rahm, Brooks Kepka and that leaders group. Poor Bennett, man. I and you kind of you I think internally you're rooting for him. You know, you're like, Oh God, can this kid just hang on? Will this be some kind of a miraculous thing? Uh, as he then presses forward with John Rahm and Brooks Kepka. Did you I don't know if you noticed Rahm and Kepka walk together. Sam Bennett kind of walked behind. It was I don't think they were – maybe they were doing it on purpose. What the hell do I know? But it was kind of like, yeah, young man, you have not made the grade just yet. Just you know your place. And they walked a couple of times talking to one another, and Sam Bennett's in the back. And, you know, maybe it's because Bennett takes – he's very Sergio Garcia-esque and taking a long time to address the ball. Oh, he takes forever. Bill, I'm out yeah. on him because of that. Yeah. I, I yeah. can't get behind it. He takes a long time to – and then – now the the I was yesterday I was talking to a few people and they were saying well he 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 changes clubs so often I said you know what let's give this kid a little bit of a break he's an amateur who was in the Masters and was in the lead group and he's trying to play toe to toe with Brooks Kepka and John Rahm I'm going to give the guy a little bit of a break now if he continues to play so long to address the ball and try to be so perfect I I thought towards the end of that early round yesterday, that he ended up kind of um, he got tight. He he started to go for it. Yeah, he's trying to hang in there instead of just playing that conservative golf that he played early on, which had you know garnered him so much success. He started to go for things, and you were first of all you weren't going to outdrive him. Secondly, you weren't going to outshoot him. You know they knew that course better than anybody. And he he tried to do things he probably shouldn't have, and I think maybe that's where he learned from it because he ended up faltering down the stretch. But uh, what an exciting round! And then obviously to have John Rahm and Brooks Kepka, and then you know I'm not a fan of Phil Mickelson, but Phil Mickelson give him credit, man. The uh, the 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 lowest score ever shot at Augusta by anybody 50 years of age or older. And what a round yesterday he had! I mean, just an amazing day for Mil- Phil Mickelson. The live golfers, I know they're making a big deal out of this, but the live golfer, what kills me is, is they're making such a big deal out of the live golfers that made such an impressive showing at the Masters. And my question was then, secondly, well, if they're so impressive and it's an incredible group of, uh, of players that have moved over to live, one, why are the ratings so poor? And two, why aren't they winning all the live tournaments? Just throwing it out there. I think everybody raises their game when you put the best in the world together. And that's the reason that the product is not nearly as good with the live tour because it's not nearly as professional. It's not nearly as, as high end as what the PGA presents. And I thought the broadcast yesterday for all the hours they were on the air were, was phenomenal. Uh, even the in-between when they ended up breaking away and then coming back and doing, remembering the masters with Jim Nance and then getting back into it. I, I thought the whole day was, was awesome. So that was, uh, the, uh, that that was that was the cool portion of the day. I thought was the broadcast itself. Obviously, the trees going down. Boy, thank God nobody got hurt with those three trees tumbling. Poof, boy, that was a little bit scary too with the uh, the weather that they had on Friday. So a lot of good action coming out of the Masters over the weekend. And then there was the Brewers taking two out of three from the Cardinals, and they got shut out on Saturday. A little disappointing because I was really thinking, boy, if they could they could get this one, I I this they. They're rolling. And then they came back and got the win yesterday in fine fashion. So I was pretty excited about that. And uh, all in all, a tremendous sports weekend, I thought. 
a tremendous sports week. And Pac fan, I think you're right because the guys on the Live Tour don't care about winning the Live events. And I think you're one. First of all, you're 100 percent right. Secondly, the the majors and the tournaments, some of the more specialized tournaments on the PGA Tour, lend themselves to better competition, more hype, um, more adrenaline, more you know. Because on the Live Tour, you've got your money. You know, that's all it was about was we're going to go over here and make more money. I mean, you know exactly what it is. Whereas on the PGA Tour and with the Masters, the British Open and such, or the Open Championship, uh, that's legacy. That's forever. And so you kind of have a different focus. You have a different level of game when it comes to those particular tournaments. So I, I would agree with that. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. And if you want to give us a shout, uh, feel free to go ahead and do so. Um, the uh, Yeah, right. Uh, Kyle says maybe golf should institute a clock. They actually have one, don't they, Ben, in between shots? No. They, I, they, I thought they had a, a, a policy because Sergio Garcia, a, a time of play. Because that's one of the reasons Sergio Garcia got so pissed off. Yes, they have. Well, that was when they have a clock for when you're looking for a ball. You could take three minutes, I believe. Okay. If you're that's, in that, some out of bounds area. Because I know he got penalized, and he that was one of the big things when towards the end of his uh, reign so of the of the PGA going to live. That was the middle finger that he gave to the PGA, saying, basically, screw you. You're not taking shots away from me ever again. This is rigged, and all the other crap that goes along with it. So yeah, they do. Easy. They put players on the clock if you fall a certain place back from the group ahead of you, but most yeah. of the time it doesn't. They're they're kind of lenient with it, and mm-hmm. I mean they they should have put a lot of guys on the clock yesterday. It was kind yeah. of an abomination how slow yeah. they were going, but yep. it didn't reach a point of actually officially doing it. Right. Mainly freaking Cantlay, who takes forever. Cantley takes forever, Impossible and to then watch. Uh, Scotty Scheffler yesterday trying to find his ball uh, in amen corner when he just drilled it back into the weeds, way overshot the green. He was chipping out from although it was a great up and down because he ended up parring the hole, but uh, he he was in the bushes and looking around the bushes for quite some time too. So uh, and I know Rom and uh, Brooks Kepka, they were sitting on the bench rapping with one another sitting there talking because they, they were just going to wait for a while. So they knew they had uh, that little bit of a backup there, too. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Want to hit us up over on uh, Twitter? You can do so at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Um, you can also track uh, Ben down at Ben Z. Kenny over on Twitter as well. You can also find us on YouTube. Please subscribe on YouTube. Absolutely free. Go to YouTube.com, YouTube.com slash Bill Michael Show. You can find us on YouTube and on Twitch TV. Subscribe absolutely free. Same thing. You can follow us over on the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show. Find the uh, email, TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. That's TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. TheBillMichaels.com is basically the website. And you can always find us uh, over on the Zone app, W-O-Z-N, the Zone out of Madison. Uh, Take us anywhere and everywhere. 
And you can also listen to this show after the fact on Apple, on Spotify, and on Google Podcasts as well. Uh, by the way, I want to say hey, everybody uh, to up there in uh, Superior. I guess they're getting or they had snow up there. It says uh, Carl says, "Morning, Bill from still snowy Lake Superior." Uh, I am not envious in any way, shape, or form. As yesterday, I will say it pained me a little. Today it might change, but it pained me a little yesterday because it was nice. It was warm. We had some. Uh, um, plans to go see some friends uh our friends chris and cindy and we went uh to their house yesterday and had easter dinner and hung out with the kids and everything like that had a great time but you could just hear the roar of the motorcycles and i'm like oh my god it would have been great to be out riding yesterday but i may do that a little bit today run some errands afterwards but uh eau claire by the way still beautiful this morning good to hear uh chris actually is down in dallas he said he think it may be warmer uh, here today than down in Dallas, which I saw there was a little bit of a cold snap down south. Uh, Carl also says uh, the brew crew, extremely fun to watch. Always enjoy when you don't know who's going to be the daily impactor of the game. 70 degrees in Chippewa Falls today. 80 coming in on Wednesday from our buddy JJ. Uh, Mr. Duckskin has, says it's a heat wave cranking up. And also, Ronald says, sun was out here in Rapids, uh, now cloudy and supposed to get mild into the mid-70s. I'm telling you, it's 70s, and I'll take it. I'll take it. Take it every damn day of the week. I'll take it. So, um, the Brewers get two out of three over the weekend over the Cardinals. And there's, I, I you know me, man. I'm, uh, I, I can try to be as best I can when it comes to baseball, steady Eddie. But I will talk about this team when we come back. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show, and it's coming up right after. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Christian Yelich, first pitch swinging. It's a drive to center. O'Neill is back at the track. It is gone. Yelich's first blast of the season. He's got three hits today, and the Brewers lead it four to one. Yelly's back! Oh, did I not get a few a uh, few texts and tweets out of that job? That job. Uh, Twitter, by the way, you want to find us at Bill underscore Michaels at Ben Z Kenny. You can hit us up there, and uh, if you want to call the program eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy as many. We're giddy that Yelly went yard yesterday. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Great Lakes Dragaway down in Union Grove, the oldest continuously operating track in the world. Season passes right now on sale, 262-302-2138. If you have the need for speed, 262-302-2138, or simply go to greatlakesdragaway.com. That's greatlakesdragaway.com. So Yelly goes yard gets three knocks and it was the oh here he comes yesterday uh i am the ultimate when it comes to slow your roll when it comes to major league baseball slow your roll slow your roll um it is exciting to watch i am having a really fun time watching this baseball team right now i really am um i i think like many of you yesterday we were sitting there and we were watching we were watching the masters we were watching the brewers we were enjoying family and friends and food and everything else that goes along with it on easter sunday i i'm all for i'm all for getting involved and going crazy i I'll, just don't get nuts don't get nuts in the sense that you know that all of a sudden they're 
the best in I mean, people are looking at power rankings and going, I can't believe this. Oh, my God. You know, it's like, whoa, whoa. Other teams are listed as better. That's okay. The Brewers are off to a hot start. Only a couple of losses on the season. Tampa Bay is off to one of the hottest starts in history, in their, in their history. Uh, Brewers back at it again tonight, 80, 840. They got it going on. They're out in Arizona, so we get Brewers baseball, late-night Brewers baseball tonight, which the cool thing is it used to be if you'd go to Arizona, you know, you had to be up till midnight to watch the game. Not anymore as fast as the games are going. As fast as these games are going, not anymore. It's awesome. I mean, it's only a two-and-a-half-hour game, usually at best, and it, it's it's great because the game's over in a couple of hours. And tonight, if you sat up and watched the game tonight, chances are you are in bed and the game is over by um, 11, quarter after. You're not staying up till midnight. You'll get to bed before midnight tonight, usually the way these games have been going. So it, it's banner. I love it. By the way, Tampa Bay, 9-0 and on the season. 9-0 and on the season. Brewers, still a game up on Pittsburgh. That's why I say slow your roll, because Pittsburgh right now is 6-3. and They're three games over 500. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Atlanta, 6-4. and They're leading their division. Also, Arizona, where the Brewers go tonight, 6-4, and tied with San Diego. The Dodgers have now lost three straight. Also, the Braves have lost three straight. St. Louis uh, now still, I shouldn't say now, but still, the cellar dweller in the central, four games behind the Brewers already. So I'm I'm just like as many people that are coming out of the woodwork and loving this team and loving the youth and loving the energy, and I'm right there with you. I am I am full bore. I, I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm giddy. I'm just like I'm not proclaiming the division. So I, I know people are kind of contemplating, well, if this holds up and Lauer's the only, you know, kind of hiccup right now and the pitching staff and if this guy and if it, last year they got off to the fastest start and in the best start in franchise history. And it all fell apart. And they missed the postseason. So just enjoy it right now. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and hit us up. You can also drop us an email if you choose to do so, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. You can find us there as well. Uh, i got people on the live stream that are chiming in. If you uh, want to kind of throw us something, you can do that as well. Uh, the uh, I, And I know the rankings. Uh, I know the rankings. When it comes to the Brewers, uh, we have reason to be excited, but it is so early, Darren says. Let's see how the three-city West Coast trip goes. That might tell us a little bit more. Have to believe Burns and Lauer get it going. Um, Carl says, slow your roll indeed. Very skeptical on Yelly. Going to be a while before I, uh, before I say he's even worth his contract, but go Yelly. Uh, Greg says, MLB Power Rankings has the 5-5 five and five Dodgers and the 6-4 and four Braves, who just both lost three in a row, ahead of the Brewers. If the Brewers win the series with the Diamondbacks, do they get any love at all? No. No. Not yet. Because they're young, because they're overall, they're unproven, uh, what you're waiting for is the league to get a book on some of the younger guys uh, in Weimer and Mitchell and those guys, and, and that's understandable. You know, because you still look at what the Brewers have. And I've said this before. What the Brewers have going is they've got this good group of starting pitching that can keep win streaks going, and they've got a good group of starting pitching that can stop a losing streak. 
Now, what the bullpen does and the bats do in between are obviously dictatorial, but I just think that this team is, I, again, I said 83 wins because I just didn't know. But what you're seeing is more, and I know people, it may not be fashionable, but it's it's station-to-station baseball. It's it's base knocks. It's situational hitting. Uh, they've been able to do a lot of cool things, you know? Um, and, and it's been exciting. I love it. It's been exciting. But just, you know, what, what this team's been able to do and watching – Watching the way, especially the way the bullpen, the bullpen to me coming into the season, I thought was, well, that might be the Achilles heel, you know, that, that, and and I've got to admit now we're only a week into this thing, but I've got to admit, man, this bullpen and their scoreless streak had it going into yesterday. It, man, has it been impressive? What this, what this, everybody, I mean, there's nobody there that, that you could even look at and go, you know, that just ain't you know no it's the 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 bullpen has been really good and that to me has been the cause for concern so I, I, that's why i again say slow your roll but man if this bullpen can kind of put something together and do it for a sustained period of time look out because then you've got really solid i mean it's like it's like wow you would have really something that they've put together that would surprise or shock everybody but again i'm getting ahead of myself and i apologize i'm not even taking my own advice i get it it's all right bill i'm already there slow the roll are you okay i just slow the roll a little bit (laughs) i do does this start not feel a little different than last year um just in terms of the formula and how they're winning and the potential it does because of the excitement and the enthusiasm, and maybe because I'm a prisoner of the moment. Because remember last year, the bell came out, and they were ringing that thing, and everybody was going crazy, and they were taking it on the road. And then when they'd ring the bell, the bell was falling down, and they were putting zip ties on the thing. And, you know, we were all concerned about that and the excitement there. Maybe it's just because uh, it's, it's what have you done for me lately. Uh, maybe we have more excitement this year because it was a virtual. It could be more exciting this year because the expectations were lower. As opposed to last year going into the season, the expectations were higher. So maybe it's more exciting now because we went, you know, a lot of who the heck is this guy and how are they going to help this team? So maybe that's the reason it seems to be a little more more exciting. And with young guys coming up, there seems to be a different um, youth and exuberance, maybe is the best way to put it. Would you not agree? That's the difference for me right there. The the pitching feels the same, and we'll see about the bullpen. But you – Colton Wong, Lorenzo Cain, and Andrew McCutcheon yeah. have become Terang, Garrett Mitchell, and Joey Weimer. Not to mention right. Anderson and Winker, but mainly the rookies. It just feels different in terms of the ceiling of what the lineup yeah. can actually be. Instead of yeah. just, we'll go like a monotone, we'd have veterans and they're okay. Now it's like, oh, these young guys can actually be something. Yeah. Yep. Nope. 100% agree. I agree with that. That the, the young guys that uh, they flipped from the old guys to the young guys, the young guys have started off with a level of verve and excitement and it's, it's, it's portrayed in the fan base. No doubt about it. Everybody's kind of geeked about this. Uh, but yeah, coming up eight forty tonight, uh, Brewers on the road, taking on the Arizona Diamondbacks, Chase Field out in Arizona, out in Phoenix. And uh, you get another look at this team. And again, I go back to, um, the, uh, the the uh, the West Coast trip, and if they come back 
winning the series each series on the on the West Coast trip, man, then all of a sudden you got to go, okay, you know, maybe maybe you start to look at these guys and go, oh, maybe they maybe they just don't uh maybe the young guys don't feel the pressure, maybe they don't care, maybe it's just they're that good, I don't know. But I'm not going to still get out over my skis if they come back, you know, six and three on the West Coast swing, you know. And uh, the fact that they're hitting the ball, it's station-to-station baseball, it's doubles, it's singles, they're not for the long ball. It's thrown in there. It's been sprinkled in. There's no doubt about that. And Yelich finally getting off the schneid with only 17 more to go. Uh, by the way, Ben, if you look at 18 more. Uh, eight, well, yeah, 18 more. If you look into the season, what does that equate to now? How many? Because if you look at Yelich finally getting a base or finally getting a home run at this many at bats into the season, is he on pace to hit eighteen? <laughs> You'll never guess what one hundred sixty-two divided by nine is. Eighteen, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's all right. It's all right. I mean, the weather I mean, will heat gotta- up. He has to play the right. Reds. That's what I've been saying. He has to play the Reds yeah. and the Pirates. That's all he's got to do. That's all he's got to do is play the Reds and the Pirates for the next uh, two months, and uh, he'll hit 25 home runs. Wolfman says, I'm going to enjoy the ride without expectations. Timely two out hitting. Uh, such a refreshing change. Correct. 100% agree. Bill, we are nine games into the season, and his on-base percentage is 381. I know. Just he's taking some walks. He's he's striking I, out a lot, but but he gets but yes, on base. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's the striking old out Brad quite a Pitt bit. Moneyball. He gets on base. He's striking out uh, a bunch. We'll say that's okay. <laughs> as long as he gets to eight, over eighteen and a half home runs, you're giddy. You don't care, right? I don't know. I think I want the team to win. So if he gets to seventeen, but but he keeps playing. Hitting good in the leadoff spot and contributing, I'm a happy guy. I'm a team player. Uh, after yesterday, batting 257, 752 OPS, slugging percentage of 371, on base percentage of 381. But far and away, far and away, the leader in strikeouts, 35 at bats, although the ratio is starting to come down a little bit after yesterday, 35 at bats, 13 strikeouts. So 35 at-bats, 13 strikeouts, but seven walks. He is tied with Brian Anderson for the most walks on this uh, on this ball club. So not a bad way to go there. So that's the reason the on-base percentage is pretty good. It's amazing for a guy that's got the ability to take a walk and yet and has the eye to take walks, but yet is sitting at 13 strikeouts. It's It's... A little mind-boggling. But, oh, he's uh, facing some tough got... pitchers. Yeah. <laughs> no, our guy, Nelson, in the morning actually did make a really good point that he is starting to hit to dead center and to left center a bit, which when he's at his best, that's what we see normally. Well, yes and no. The the I agree with you on that. The, the left center and left field, I know one of the hit Because actually, he, in his last at-bat on Saturday... Uh, late in the game, he got a base knock. And that was a late swing, 96-mile-an-hour fastball that he just didn't get around on. And he popped it down the left field line and for a base knock. And I thought to myself, okay, at least he's on the pitch. He's seeing the pitch. The reaction time 
was was way late, but at least he was on the pitch. And then he had two more hits to lead off the game yesterday. So he was actually, because they said he's two for two, well, actually he was three for three if you go back to the night before. So in those hits, uh, one hit was the center, one hit, one hit was the left uh, to left field. So, yes, he's on it, but he's also late on it. I don't know what that means specifically uh, when it comes to the analytical side of things. It's just that he's not turning on pitches like he has in the past to pull with any power. He's more like, I don't want to call him a slap hitter because he's not that, but he's just a little late on some of these higher velocity fastballs that are that are low and away, and he's being able to go and drive the ball in that particular direction, but he's not being able to turn on it like he used to. But as long as he's getting base knocks, who cares? I mean, you, you take it. Take it in a heartbeat. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to uh, give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, 877-867-1670. You can also hit us up uh, on Instagram as well, The Bill Michaels Show. You can find us over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels and at Ben Z. Kenny. This portion of the program, hey, by the way, uh, I think there's only a spot or two left, and uh, they have gone extremely fast. If you The Bill Michaels Open Saturday, May 6th at Baroqua Hills Golf Course. Uh, over the weekend, they got a little bit of some juice as we talked about it on Friday. So there's only a few spots left. you got to call if you want to get in on this. 608-637-7615. 608-637-7615. 608-637-7615. Singles and foursomes are welcome, but I think there's only a few spots left. So if you want to get in on it, do it now. Got to get it done. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. In Point Brewing, a brewing excellence since 1857 and the home of Cider Boys. Uh, love that stuff. Thanks to our friends at Point Brewing for being a part of the program. Certainly appreciate that. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Brandon says uh, when it comes to Yelly and going the opposite direction, so does that mean that he's scared to hit the ball and getting hurt again? Or is it more mental? Um, no, I just think it's... Um, I, I, the, the the hit that he had on Saturday night in either the eighth or ninth inning, that was it was just late, late to the party with the swing. The swing was he was on it. He was on the pitch. He was just late. Uh I don't think it I, I don't think when you know the pitcher's kicking and rocking and firing, I don't think there's any player that's worried about getting hurt. And if you are, you shouldn't be in the majors. So I don't think Yelly's thinking about, you know, the knee or anything else for that matter. I, I just think he's trying to figure out, you know, what the pitch is going to be and where is it at and trying to lay lay the bat on the ball. Uh, it was good to see the power yesterday. Uh, I won't lie. But it is um, – it's, it's one home run, and it's early in the season. And he had three hits, and I was excited to see him because, oh, my God. I mean, think about this. If Yelly gets off the schneid 
and begins to hit the way we've seen him in the past, it's a whole different – it's a game changer, pardon the pun, when it comes to the Milwaukee Brewers in their season. Because then it not only do the guys around him have taken the pressure off of him, but then if he then becomes the hitter that was so dangerous some years ago, I don't expect him to return to that. But let's just say he does. It, it completely changes the complexity of the offense of this team. Doesn't it, Ben? I mean, if Yelich would say all of a sudden give you not even 324, say he gives you 285 and 25 to 30 home runs with 60 or 70 driven in, it changes the complete complexity of this offense in the lineup, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. It, it also gives you flexibility in how you can order the lineup. Cause right. Council's hand is kind of forced here. I, I know he was hitting third this weekend, which I don't like, but he kind of has to be the leadoff guy because that's what his skills allow for right now. At but if he point, actually yeah. starts hitting like a three hitter, like like his contract, like he was hitting years ago, right. it changes everything because you could put different guys that lead off. It gives you more power. You don't have to rely anymore on Brian Anderson to hit the way he's hitting. Because yeah. I don't think that'll continue, right? No. So to get sustainable no. production, I think that changes a lot. Uh, I don't know if it's been Yelly that has helped the guys around him or the guys around him that have helped Yelly, but uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, at this point, um, it's like I said before, it's just exciting to watch. It's fun to watch. Really fun to watch. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, uh, please feel free. Go ahead and give us a shout. i got some phone calls to get to. Let's get to uh, Brent listening to us in Green Bay. Brent, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, just... uh... Here's my question about the Brewers. You know, you got the young guys in Terrain and Mitchell have started off hot. The, my question is, is this a product of them seeing a pitch clock down in the minors for the last, what, season or two? Uh, are they mm-hmm. just more comfortable as opposed to veteran players who maybe are feeling a little rushed to get into the box with the whole pitch clock system now? That's a great point. Um, no, I appreciate the phone call. I think uh, there's two things here. That one, that could be it because they've, they've already become used to the aggressive approach via the pitch clock. Um, the second is right now uh, a lot of pitchers are challenging them with fastballs and trying to put things on the corners, and they're just ripping it. Um, as soon as there's a book on areas of weakness, then you – I've it's like when Keston Hira came up. When Keston Hira came up, he just hit the cover off the ball. Then they got a book, and they said, you know what? If you throw him a rising fastball or anything up and in – right around shoulder height or maybe about between the letters and shoulders on the inside, he swings and he misses continuously, or he's going to pop it up. But he that's an area that he he just doesn't leave off of. He's always going to go into that area. He's always going to be uh, problematic when it comes to hitting in that area. So that's what they did, and he never adjusted to it. He couldn't lay off that pitch, and when he was swinging, he was swinging and missing. There was a lot of strikeouts there, and when you finally did break him low and away, he was slapping the ball into the ground, going over to the left field side, and that was it. So it was – that's 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 what they did with Keston Hira. Now, when they find the book on Mitchell, when they find the book on some of these other guys, Brian Anderson and company, then we'll see if they're able to adjust and able to just continue to swing the way they were. But you might be onto something in saying that they've already become a little bit of accustomed to the pitch clock and the the, the little bit, uh, we'll say, sped up approach uh, of pitchers and the rhythm of hitting as opposed to some of the veterans that, but then again, you know, you look at a guy like Willie Adamas, Willie Adamas is hitting what? 344. I think right now um, you look at uh, say, uh, well, I mean, Joey Weimer's a younger guy. Bryce Terang's a younger guy. Um, who else? Um, well, Contreras, he's hitting 308. 
right now as well. Brian Same Anderson, thing with Jesse Winker, older. Brian Anderson, Brian Anderson hitting three seventy. Jesse Winker's hitting three hundred eight as well. So there, there's there's a few guys that are veterans that are you know excelling right now, and I don't know if it's be and it could be because that pitchers have had to speed up their process and. A lot of big league pitchers aren't necessarily used to this. They want to settle in. They want to get into their groove and their rhythm, and they're being forced to speed up their their approach on the mound as well. So maybe the Brewers are seeing – maybe a lot of baseball is seeing a little bit of a byproduct of that. But I know it's it's been more exciting baseball than it has been in the past coming out of the first couple of weeks of the season. 877-867-1670. Got a question by all means. Hit us up again, 877-867-1670. Uh, give us a shout. Adam Schefter with some good, with some news. Adam Schefter, nothing major about the Packers, but there was some discussion today that I thought was rather interesting. But uh, there is this uh, now with a couple of weeks uh, from Thursday, two weeks from Thursday is when the NFL draft is, and now teams are very quietly starting to float around where they want to position themselves in the NFL draft. We'll talk a little bit about that coming up in the next hour. Stay tuned. We are broadcasting today from the uh, from the confines of the makeshift studio because uh, it is not ready yet probably not another week or so before we get everything done but uh, I'm I'm anticipating it rather soon so I'm off pretty much most of next week and then back the week after and hopefully by then everything's up and running and and good but I like the digs down here I'm enjoying the digs down here to be honest with you uh also uh, we're going to uh, bring in Joe Douglas coming up here in a little bit. Going to talk uh, to him about Aaron Rodgers and the situation with the New York Jets, which uh, got a little more interesting uh, over the weekend. OBJ, not happening. He's going to Baltimore, and we'll get into that. But uh, Joe Douglas, uh, we have some audio talking about Rodgers and company and the New York Jets in that situation. But I'll say this. They firmly believe he's going to be in New York. As what I've been saying all along, it's going to happen. It's just they're, they're just playing the waiting game right now, so stay tuned for that. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up, and it's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Really good stuff over the weekend, and now that the weather's starting to heat up, if you're looking to expand the luxury and or livability of, say, your patio at this point, whether it's through fire pits, whether they're gas or wood, if you're looking for umbrellas, patio furniture, the big patio table and stuff to eat outside, to kind of go around. They have grills. They have different uh, levels of grills. Uh, get a hold of our friends at Master's Ease on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. Call them 262-746-5931. The Adirondack chairs for the fire pits outside. Those things are awesome. Awesome. They have even outdoor portable bars and bar stools. Uh, and the quality of this stuff is amazing. People come from all over the state. And their biggest uh, pride and joy is if you walk into that giant showroom they have, is you can see it today and have it delivered tomorrow. And uh, Master Z's on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield, it is, uh, they are fantastic. And all you got to do is give them a call, 262-746-5931, 262-746-5931. Big supporter uh, of veterans and our friends uh, at the Motorcycle Ride uh, coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. So uh, thanks to our friends at Master Z's for coming on board this year and being a part of it. Also, if you're looking for things indoors, such as pool tables, shuffleboard, dartboards, all the accessories, they have that as well. That's our friends over there at Master Z's. Coming up in the next hour, we are going to hear uh, some discussion out of New York about the Aaron Rodgers situation uh, and the Jets. 
and we'll get into a little bit of this discussion because one of the things that was said today, I I, I understand. Look, there's not there's nothing going on right now. There's not a lot of new news about this. So people have to come up with scenarios to say we have to discuss it because it's still topical, but also you're smoking rope if this is where we're now going with this because I can't think that there's any way in God's green acres that the scenario that they came up with today ever happens. It's I, I'm All I kept thinking was is, you've never really got up close and personal with the Packers, Rodgers, and the situation and everything that's going on. It's just outside skepticism, and people buy into it. That's the most amazing thing about it. People buy into it. So we've got that coming up here after the top of the hour. Uh, Steve says, baseball has become a contact sport again, old school, and loving it. Uh, this one's from uh, Anthony who says, uh, going station to station and playing baseball that scores runs and keeps runners in scoring position is exciting to me. Yes, it is frustrating when they leave runners in scoring position, but damn, it's been much better brand of baseball. Has it? See, I'm with you. Analytically, I know Craig Council talked a little bit about it the other day. He said, you know, it's 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 great that, you know, we're putting the ball in play and we're creating situations that are, you know, and I'm and again, I'm giving you the Cliff Notes version of this, but basically saying, you know, hey, it's great that we're putting the ball in play. It's great that it's great that we're creating, you know, uh, defensive situations for the other teams. We're, you know, putting pitchers in in the stretch as opposed to, you know, wind up and all that kind of rigmarole. But he, you know, as he said, he said, you know, you want to get a guy or two on, and then. You know, the long ball, uh, he said, analytically brings you more runs and ultimately brings you more wins. And anytime you get a couple of guys on and you can score more than four runs per game, specifically against this rotation, uh, you're going to win a lot of games. And I thought to myself, man, are they I, – I thought when he said that, I thought he was almost – and I know this isn't true, okay, so I, let me let me qualify this. But it was almost like he was a little bit I – th- I thought to myself, is he a little disappointed they're not hitting more home runs? Because I'm loving the fact that they're getting on, they're stealing some bases, they're moving runners around, they're hitting – they're getting base knocks with runners in scoring position. Some of these little flares are falling and things. And this has become an exciting brand of baseball. I've enjoyed watching it more. But there is a part of me as I sit there and watch this with, you know, bases loaded or first and second and what have you thinking – Man, one good rip of the bat, you're up three runs. You're up four, you're up five. You get past four, you're going to win a lot of games. And, and and that's that mentality, you know, of the grip and a rip it that we've become so accustomed to. I've enjoyed watching guys get on, taking a walk, working a count, you know, eight, nine, ten pitch at bats. Jesse Winker had one the other day. It, it didn't pan out, but ultimately he he wore down their, their pitcher. But it was it was good at bats, and I've I've enjoyed watching that. And they're also becoming good at bats in a much quicker s- scenario because of the pitch clock. But I, uh, when he said that, it was and again I'm paraphrasing here, but I'm thinking, are they kind of wishing that they were hitting a few more home runs? You know, because I think the fans are enjoying the game the way it is. But in the back of my head, it's greed. And I'm sure he's probably looking at it the same way. Man, if we could get a couple of long balls and we get some guys on, boy, it really puts us in a great position, which is master of the obvious. It's duh. But I, you know, I don't mind watching first and second and a double down the line. 
watching two guys score, runner going to second. Where's the throw going to go? If the throw gets passed, does he go to third? Does he advance? You know, that type of thing. I, I, I've enjoyed watching it, you know? So, um, Sean says, wasn't it an Earl Weaver who said the uh, three-run home run is the most exciting play? The mentality has never changed. Um, yeah, you get a couple of guys. The solo shots are somewhat boring. But, yeah, you get a couple of guys on and you move runners around. You work counts. You get that long ball. That's a, that's a fun inning to watch, especially when it's happening to you, obviously, when it's for your team as opposed to the opposite. We got one hour down fast. Flew by. Fast stuff today. One more hour or two or three more hours yet to go. The next hour, we're going to hear what they're saying in New York, and I'm going to give you a scenario that they brought up today that I thought to myself, no way in hell this happens. No way. No way. But, oh, my God, everybody went nuts. Oh, oh, the Packers are going to have egg on their face. I said, this is never going to happen. Stop talking. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next.